they came to me and said, do you want to be part of our boy band? And I said, I have, I have school. I can't. Welcome to the Family Room Podcast, systems thinking throughout the lifespan. Enjoy the show. Crushed it. Keep that one. Nailed it. Yeah, you did actually. So just keep that one. This episode is called Come Sit With Us, Part One. Hey, everyone. So uh, first and foremost, we apologize. The audio on Nick for the first right yes. first episode, we're just getting through the kinks in the bumps. So just bear with us. We should be both clearer today. Hopefully this is better. Hopefully you can hear me a little bit better. If this doesn't end up working out, we'll have to figure out a dual microphone situation. But here we are, sitting on the couch, cozy, connecting, and I think we're ready to start. And we've got coffee. We've got coffee. So with these episodes, what we envisioned was being able to interview both of us to figure out who we are, where we came from, why we got into this profession, what we do now, what we want to achieve, and what family means to us so that you can know a little more about who we are and why we want to help and have this podcast, essentially. All right, so Nick, who are you and where are you from? So, hi, everyone. If you don't know me, and if you do, this might be interesting, too. My name is Nick Suma, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and also a counselor educator. So I have my master's degree in marriage and family therapy, and I finished my PhD back in 2020 in professional counseling or counselor education supervision, which is just a really fancy way to say that I dabble in a lot of things professionally. I do independent clinical work, so I'm licensed in Pennsylvania, so I can work with individuals, couples, and families. Mm -hmm. And then I also do supervision, meaning supervising master's level clinicians for their license and consultations with people in the Pittsburgh area, especially, who want to learn more about systems thinking or who want to work with certain client populations that maybe I have more familiar familiarity with, like couples, for example, people mm-hmm. in the LGBTQIA population, because that's really been where my clinical focus has been. So I'm from ooh, a very small town. I grew up in this small town called Hannestown, Pennsylvania. It's a suburb of Greensburg. And mm-hmm. if you are familiar with Greensburg, the idea of there being a suburb of Greensburg <laughs> is a little wacky because Greensburg is not technically, but I consider it a suburb of Pittsburgh. Yes. So that's like the nearest big city. But growing up in Hannestown, it's literally the one light town and there's not even a light. Like I think the population now is 300 maybe. Wow, it's really blossoming, huh? Oh, <laughs> I think it's going the <laughs> other direction because everybody's dying. Aww. So yeah, the population just keeps decreasing. But Bummer. Yeah, it's a bit of a bummer. I remember growing up and thinking about even moving to Greensburg, like thinking about, oh, I want to, you know, get my own apartment. I want to live in my own place. And the whole idea of even like moving to Greensburg felt like such a big deal. And my family was like, that's the big city. You, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so just thinking about that and the way that I grew up in this really small, bittersweet environment that was like, warm and nurturing and loving, but also very isolated, isolated yeah. and 
insulary. I think mm-hmm. that's the word. Yes. I wanted something bigger. You know, that's the one thing I've I've can I can go back to always wanting something more, something bigger. Hmm. And so from living in Hannahstown, I was constantly surrounded by family. And so thinking about this question of Yeah, what does the word family mean to you? Family is just community and people. And it could be blood relations. It could be non-blood-related people. But to me, family is the people that you surround yourself with Mm -hmm. who are unconditionally there for you, who even when things aren't easy, you know that you can rumble through the conflict. Yeah. And that it will be okay. So to me, that is what family is all about. It's about it doesn't have to be sunshine and rainbows all the time, but it's about I will be with you in the hard times and we will be better for it. What differentiates for you between family and friends? How do you differentiate that? So I think there's some level of, there's like a depth of intimacy Mm -hmm. that I think family comes with. I think there's a longevity of relationships with family, but it's tricky because even thinking about like my own biological family, like my family of origin, yes, those rules don't apply. Like I have family members that I don't feel intimately connected with, mm-hmm. but they're family. And so there's this societal or generational expectation mm-hmm. to be connected with them in ways that might not feel congruent or might not <laughs> feel speak to my own definition of family right and that's where conflict happened like that's where my own internal stuff gets activated because of course i love my biological nuclear family of origin i love them and the beauty of being an adult is creating a family of choice like creating the the actual like family of people that you want to spend all your time with right where that could be different than our family of origin yeah and so it's really messy. And I think that's one of the things we, I mean, I hope to highlight and I hope we hope to highlight in this mm-hmm. podcast is the messiness of family because we all have one. We all come from one. We all build a community and it's not easy and it's not clean cut and clear. It's really messy all the time, all around. It's interconnected. Super yeah. interconnected. All of it. So I think even just from that long ramble, <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out my definition of what family is because it can be like I'm saying one thing like family for me is intimate relationships that I can rely on that we can rumble together but then also family to me are people that are not that. Oh so you're saying just the biological relationships. Yeah. Of the the contradictory that's what I'm doing. I'm contradicting myself in my description and so I think that just speaks to the ways that I'm still trying to figure this out. Well, and it doesn't have to be one thing. It can be different things at different times, right? Like it could be a both and, which we'll talk about. It can right? be that both and, that pesky little both and. Ugh, that system's thinking. Yeah, so I don't think that you, it has to be one or the other, right? No, but Kayla, you know me. Oh, I yeah, like sorry. I like things <laughs> tidy. It's got to be tidy for Nick. We've got to clean it up. It's got to end. Yes, I don't like. I mean, my my house is a whole different story. 
but I don't like mess. I don't like when things are uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm a control freak through and through. And so even in my definition of family, I want it to be clean cut. I want it to be concise. Well, I look forward to challenging you, Nick, and having you grow in that because it's just going to be us talking about this for however long we're allowed to talk about it, and it'll change, and it'll be messy, and it'll be fine. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate you. So why did you want, well, do you want to tell your why you want to become a marriage and family therapist, or do you want to tell why you wanted to do this podcast or both? I don't know what we have time for. Oh, we have time for it all. Perfect. We have captive audiences. <laughs> they can just fast forward whatever they don't want to listen to. Uh, yeah, so I can talk a little bit about why I wanted to do this podcast. I think I love learning myself, and I think now, I, I, well, I think COVID really switched things up for me specifically yeah for everyone well yeah but yes whereas i was always a i want to be in a classroom i want to have a lecture i want to be face to face with somebody i learn better by being physically in a space Mm -hmm. with somebody but covid switched all that up and really opened up the realm of like zoom trainings and asynchronous classes and all those kind of opportunities that I had never really experienced before. I was never a podcast listener before. I never really listened to podcasts. I never watched the vloggers on YouTube. That wasn't really my thing. But once I, you know, once COVID hit and we all became a little bit more separated from each other, mm-hmm. I relied on like Brene Brown's podcast. I relied on a couple other spots to feel connected. And it yeah. was so nurturing in a way to like have somebody in my headphones talking about things that connected with me that resonated with me while I was out for a walk Hmm. or while I was contemplating the future that everything felt so unclear and uncertain yeah and so there was a way that podcasts and asynchronous lecture materials gave me a sense of safety and security in an uncertain time that's really beautiful. Thank I you. haven't really ever heard it put that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I wanted to branch out and say, well, okay, this was really helpful for me. Mm-hmm. How can I be helpful to somebody else? So one part of my story is that through my PhD program, a requirement was to start teaching coursework to get that experience. And I became an adjunct faculty member at different universities teaching different courses and one part of that was so wonderful to be able to mentor students yeah and that mentorship piece was so important to me i told all my students day one i don't care if you take away a piece of the material that i cover with you i care that you grow i care that By week 15, you are different than you are today. That's awesome. And one of my favorite things is like now I have some of my former students as Instagram friends and I see their stories and I see what they're doing and I just love to cheerlead for them on the sidelines. Yeah. Because that's the whole point, I think, of being connected to other people is the growth and the continuity and being a consistent part of somebody's life. The relationship. That relationship. Yep. So 
higher education really wasn't for me because I'm a control freak and because I don't work well with others. <laughs> and I don't I don't think that's true, but sure. I don't like authority for authority's sake. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious. I want to know why. I want to know the rationales for things. And I do have a bit of an entitlement mm-hmm. to myself that I I think I can do things better sometimes. And that is my white man energy coming out. Thanks um, for telling us that. You're yeah. so welcome. Yeah. So I, I noticed after a few job interviews that like higher ed right now is not for me. Yeah. But I still have this need to get information out there to people. And so why not start a podcast? Yeah. Not only start a podcast, but start a podcast with one of my closest friends and someone who I respect very much. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. Ditto. I mean, obviously. Oh. It's really nice. So that's kind of where I am in this process, like wanting to start this because I think we can bring a lot of good information to people. More than we could if we did a course or yeah. a training or something more stagnant or confined. Well, and the inherent belief is that you're listening because you want to. There's a motivation to learn or understand or connect, right? And sometimes with CEs, they're great and you sign up for them because you want to, continuing education classes. However, Oftentimes it feels like, well, I really need, and this could not be the case, but I really need the CE credit. So I'm not yeah. necessarily hope like taking away a lot or it's not really, I'm not a hundred percent motivated to take it. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you want us to know about your life that's significant? I, I didn't prep them for that question. Significant. So I feel like I've lived a full life so far, which I really what? appreciate. What? So nice. <laughs> Oh, I just meant that, that was really nice. It's, like, yeah. huh? like many people wouldn't say that. It's one of these things that I don't think about because I'm always, I'm always on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. I use the analogy like sharks, if they stop swimming, they die. And I feel that way about my life. Is that true? Google it. I think it's true. I'm going to Google it while Nick is still talking. But I, think it, I think it's true. I might have heard it as a trivia fact once and it might be an urban legend, but I think it's true. If it's not true, then I have said that to too many people, and now I need <laughs> to find out if it is true. But one thing about me is that I do, I I just go, I keep going, and I don't take the time often to just sit back and take in the things that I've achieved and like the things that I've done in all aspects of my life, not just business or professionally, but personally. Yeah, like I've cultivated really amazing friendships, and I have changed some relationships with family members and really did the work there to invest in family in a different way, like family of origin in a different way. Mm -hmm. And the most significant thing that's happened over the past year is that I got married in June. And so that wedding was dope. It was such a fun time. And it was something that if you knew me before, my, you know, my default was, oh, that's never going to happen. I'm not going to do that. Right. But then I found the right person at the right time and we got married this past summer and since then it's been really awesome it has it has been really has yeah Yeah. it's lovely yeah so that's personally what i've been you know my area of growth personally has been really Mm -hmm. embarking on one of the most meaningful and important and also difficult complicated relationships Mm. yeah 
And that's a, it's a lot of work, but totally worth it. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of what like Sue Johnson says about marriage. And she says, it's the most work you'll ever put in, but it's the most fun you'll ever have doing it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was always just theoretical for me. And now living it, it totally makes sense. That was lovely. Yeah. Can you tell us one fun fact about you? It's got to be fun, though, okay? The most fun thing that I can think of is I lived in Japan for a while. That's really the most exciting thing. It's It was a long time ago at this point. It feels like it was yesterday, but it really was 12, 12 years now. Wow. When I came home from Japan. So I lived there from 2008 to 2012 for four years. And I was a kindergarten teacher for a majority of that time. <laughs> and that was so sweet. And now all the kids that I used to teach are like teenagers. And <sighs> they're probably, I think, like 17 now. It's wild to see them grow up. And I'm friends with some of their parents on Facebook. And uh-uh. I get to see some pictures of them as preteens and teenagers. And they look totally different. But mm. it's so sweet. You don't think Tutti Fruity is a fun fact? That, I'm a little bitter about that moment, so... Oh, okay. I'm because so sorry. I'm not not really bitter about it, <laughs> but I should have won. I agree. So for those of you who don't know, I did a talent show when I was in elementary school. I think I was seven or eight, maybe even younger. Wow. I was young. Wow, child stardom. Glad you didn't go that way, though. I could have been an InSync. Yeah, but I'm glad you chose InSync and not the Backstreet Boys. Good job, Nick. (laughs) I turned. I actually turned them down. They came to me and said, "Do you want to be part of our boy band?" And I said, "I have, I have school. I can't." Studios, right? But yeah, I was in a, I was in a talent show, and I did a lip sync to Tutti Frutti, and I didn't win. Yeah, was that? still think it was fun though it was fun it was great i'm glad i have video proof of it your dance moves are really good they pretty much are the best and i could teach dance dance if i wanted to yeah watch out abby lee miller for real though (laughs) (laughs) thanks for letting us interview you yeah i'm really excited about this podcast i'm really excited to hear your come sit with us Mm -hmm. and i hope that this was entertaining and meaningful to kind of give our listeners a little bit of info about who i am what i bring to this podcast and where i'm at in my life and what you can expect to hear more about from me as we move forward on our journey together awesome thanks nick until next time guys until next time thanks for listening to the family room podcast we will Mm -hmm. we'll see you later okay okay tutorial